The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond! You guys have to say beyond. Yeah, I'll say Beyond. Yeah, that was, that was good. Don't tell me what to say. Excellent. All right. More than everyone. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Beyond, episode 479. We've got a great show lined up for you. We've got lots of special surprises and fun treats. We're going to talk a bit about Neo, which uh, Chloe Rad gave a 9.6, which, according to our mathematics skills, is a, is a good score. Uh, Starbreeze is going to be joining up with Double Fine to publish Psychonauts 2, and we got our first look at Alicia Vikander in Tomb Raider, the movie, the new movie. Not the Cradle of Life, the newest one. The Cradle of Reboot. Anyway, I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined by Brian Altano, who you Hello. know from being on the show all the time. And then from across the pond, we've got Daniel Krupa and Gav Murphy from IGN UK. Yo. Hello. You guys, what are, what are you doing here? <clears throat> I've we don't know. Just, just hang out. Lots of people keep asking that. People keep saying, like, why are you guys here? And yeah. uh, I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I feel like, explain yourself. Yeah, it was a big waste of money, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just take a visit. Yeah. Um, Do this. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you guys, I, I'm sure some of our, our listeners know you guys from your various podcasts you do, but I, the one yeah. that I see the most appreciation for is Prepare to Try. Yeah, yeah. people uh, really, really like that. What's What's the elevator pitch for that? It is um, us guiding our useless friend through a series of really hard games. He's not useless as like just... No, he's a great friend. Yeah. He's a very useful friend. Oh, he's useless at video games. Yes. But he's a useful friend. Oh, no, I'm just slagging him off. Slagging him off now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the whole idea was like, people want to play Dark Souls, but they think it's really intimidating. And the idea was like, if you have enough support and help, you can get through it. Right. But we don't really give him support and help. We just sort of take I do. Yeah, Um, yeah, I kind of stopped looking at it as a Let's Play series a long time ago and just basically just sit there. Uh, basically look at it like a podcast that I can just chat shit on. Right. I was going to say, it's like a podcast that has that happens to have a video game in the back. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like we, we get comments from people saying like they just have it on the background or something like that. Like yeah. they barely watch that. They just listen to us. But because we film for so long, like the stuff that comes out is actually pretty dark. It's actually like, not. It's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's horrible. How do you we, like, we have to like film it after yeah. work because it takes that okay. long. Yeah, people are yeah, like, yeah. you can't do this for your job. Right. So we'd like film like six hour sessions. Because if you get stuck on a boss, that's... Yeah, I'll make the next episode. That, does that, it? That's the thing as well. You can't even. Talk, I can't talk about that, a game for that amount of time, but I can, can talk about all the sad things that have ever happened in my life, and that's what happens yeah. on Prepared to Try. And, wow. and that's yeah. why we've commissioned five more seasons. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, we actually had a lot of people asking, "What are you going to do next? Have you have you finished uh, Dark Souls?" Um, we're doing the DLC from the first game because okay. we never did it at the time, so we're doing that. 
We still haven't even finished that. And we need to film that. And then it after that, no, <laughs> poor Rory. And then we haven't decided yet, but yeah. I think at the end of that season, there'll be a teaser. Are, are either of one of you guys ever going to jump on and play a little bit? Or is it always just... No one wants to see me play heckling, heckling Rory. hard games. Like, I'm not very good at those games. All games really? in general. And I think, like, Rory... That's the thing. Rory is actually generally very, very good at video games. But he struggles with these games for okay. some reason. I feel like there's been this, like, really interesting arc that's happened over the last few years with the Souls games. The Souls-born games, especially. But even going back to, like, the old Ninja Guide and a lot of the Tecmo Koei games, which yeah. we'll talk about in a bit, um, where it's sort of like... It's like this triumphant patch to be like i'm good at an incredibly difficult game yeah. where it's like i think it's not something people necessarily look for in games we have so much like so few hours in the day as is we have so many people who listen to our show who are like they're newlyweds or fathers or yeah. mothers and they're like you know i have 40 minutes a, a day to play a game tops yeah. what should i play and we're like well not dark souls no. but then like maybe there's something cool about that because you can kind of chip away at it. It's like going to the gym where you just get yeah, a little better yeah. each time. I think a lot of people watch the show who will never play it, but they yeah, want right. to see That's what true. the fuss is about and see, like, I love those games, but yeah. the difficulty, I think, is the most boring thing to talk about. Those Absolutely, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. The story's incredible. The art direction's incredible. The character design's amazing. And you want to show people that stuff, but it's just yeah. buried behind this kind of imposing... I, th- I think yeah. also, like, you know quite a lot about the story, so that's really, really good, because I didn't know that those games had such a good story. And I think a lot of it's buried in, like, item descriptions and things like that. So Reading, which yeah. Rory hates. And it, yeah. <laughs> it's very anti... Oh, but you can see, if, if you watch the show, you can see us, like, in the first series, like, Rory and I just could not be asked with that game at all. Right. It was, like, kind of a struggle for you to get us into the game when you're just like... Guys, seriously, it's good. We sort of take the piss quite a lot. We were like, what is this game? This is rubbish. And then by the end of the first year, it was just like, okay, that's one of the best stories of any video game. Like, yeah. It's all hidden in these little stupid menus. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it, it, I think it co- uh, corresponds with that whole like get good mentality that people yeah. have attached to these things. And I think that like we're seeing uh, this inter- interesting sort of shift with like Twitch and, and Let's Play coverage mm-hmm. yeah. where people are taking games that are not inherently difficult, like something like um, Resident Evil 7, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like really the most difficult game. I flew through it with a couple of like hiccups here and there. Yeah. But I just saw that somebody put up a three-hour and 20-minute uh, run on the hardest difficulty with only a knife, which is... Of Resi 7. Of Resi 7, Fipper. which is very classic Resident Evil, right? Because yeah, 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 I remember yeah. doing that with, with the original, with yeah. Remake, to get unlock the uh, infinite rocket launcher. Yeah. Just going in, just like knifing only, get get to the end in under, under three hours and yeah. see what you can unlock. Um, so there's this weird sort of sw- uh, like kind of switch in perspective be- between people who are playing casual games right now and yeah. also people who are playing easy games on the hardest possible parameters and then people who are playing just games that are just flat out ass-kicking difficult yeah, right out yeah. the gate. So well, It's funny because this, this sort of genre, the Soulsborne type thing, it, it had this renaissance. It was, you know, Demon Souls. Everyone was like, this is this is what games used to be like. It's, yeah. you know, this is spiritual successor to like Ghosts and Goblins or, or Castlevania, something yeah. like that. And it's it's almost as though because people are able to do Let's Plays and, and Twitch streaming, those things have had a chance to actually flourish because even people who can't necessarily get into them, they have a, a chance. They have a, yeah, a, a remote yeah. way of... They have a way in, yeah. 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 I think it brings back to um, sort of like harkens back to the days of being in like middle school mm-hmm. where kids would just like talk about games with each other and people would lie and make up stuff that wasn't real. Also, yeah. like the a big thing about Dark Souls, <laughs> and you, you were a big fan of Blood Boy, yeah, is yeah. there are genuine <laughs> secrets in those games. Yeah. yeah. Like amazing huge areas that the developer hides 
that's something that all games used to have. But now that I think most games want to show you everything that they spent time yeah. working on. Yeah. But Miyazaki and From's like, let's just hide this whole level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, you take like, you take a turn down a different alleyway <laughs> that was blocked by a crate, and all of a sudden you're in a completely like, the Kanehurst Castle stuff yeah, it's in Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. It's completely optional, and it's basically like the best sequel to Castlevania we <laughs> never knew we wanted. And you just go there and you get your ass kicked by this mad ice king on a roof. Yeah. And then you you're like, what was that all about? And then you're just back in the world. Like yeah. we had this whole. I, I did this whole thing on this show where I talked about how I was never really into those games. And then Bloodborne kind of like was just the right sort of pace and speed for me okay. where it felt like actiony and arcadey enough where I went from being like, I hate this game. This is the worst to just totally coming around on it. Yeah. That was so, the coolest thing to watch. By yeah. The way. It, and I think yeah. it's like, it's been really cool because it's, it's inspired a lot of people who were sort of on the fence for a game like that. And okay. I think the same way your let's play series has done the same yeah. thing yeah. where people are like, I didn't know this is something that I could get good at. Yeah. And then they try it and they do. It's just the learning curve thing. Like yeah. once you get the, ha- like the basics, they start to like unfold in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, actually, this isn't that hard at all. It's just it's very different than other games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, th- I think like some of our best moments have been where Powers is actually, you actually realize, because he started off and he wasn't very good. And like, like when we fought Artorius the other day, he had like two fights in that where I was just like, I said to him afterwards, so I was like, that was actually awesome to watch i know like i've got to watch it because this is work but i was like i actually genuinely enjoyed watching you then which was yeah. like i genuinely enjoyed watching you be awesome at that because yep. he had two fights where he absolutely kicked his ass it was really I th- good i think it's like if 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 the companies making these games made the bar just the tiniest bit lower at the beginning <laughs> and then kicked it up from there like um bloodborne the first hour and a half of that game what my ass yeah. dark souls 3 the first hour of that game just destroyed me to the point where i was like this is not fun it's not worth it uh like the load times were bad and restarting re- over and bloodborne over again was terrible when it first yeah. came oh out. yeah yeah they patched it since but was- I, we got um we got tweets from people who were like here's a cool thing you can do when you die in bloodborne just do push-ups for 90 seconds yeah. <laughs> basically be like Popeye by the time you're done. That's actually not a bad show. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't, I think I just ate gummy bears instead. <laughs> just looked at the wall and thought about the past. So there's actually a new challenger kind of approaching here, which is uh, Neo, yeah. which is kind of, uh, it's it's Team Ninja's kind of entry in this sort of Soulsborne style of gameplay. Uh, Chloe, like I said, gave it a 9.6. Loved it. Mad, um, yeah. She did kind of review in progress and basically, uh, no one really, going up. Yeah. yeah. No one yeah. really knew what to, to make of this. This kind of came out of nowhere. It honestly looks like um, Witcher fan art from a, yeah. from a distance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the main character at least looks exactly like the, the main character. Yeah. From Witcher. No, it his looks name's like William. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rubbish name, but he's based, based on a real dude. The, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like taking the piss Brit- out of the idea going, what a rubbish name. is like, William. It's like a British explorer. Yeah. I went to Japan and became the first British samurai. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, I know. I like the British bulldog. The concept of like the sort of like Beverly Hills ninja approach. Like, that was really, like, that was a really big genre in 1780s England. <laughs> yeah, like the fish out of water white guy that goes to feudal yeah. Japan to be like, what's the ninja stuff all about? Like, it's really corny on paper, but it totally yeah. works here for some reason. I don't know why. Typical I think I'm- whitewashing by a Japanese development <laughs> team. Um, yeah, like I was, uh, I've, I've only seen like a few kind of glimpses of this, yeah. shots and stuff. One thing I, that caught my attention is the archery looks fantastic. Yeah. Like it's got that kind yeah. of, it's got the sort of like charge up thing like you have in Tomb Raider, but... Uh, I don't know. It looks it looks kind of almost faster. Yeah, and I think that's like um, the Souls games, and you guys have gone into all of them. I in, when it ter- in terms of long range attacks and projectiles, they're sort of limited in those spaces. Yeah. Like they really it's want more you to-, to get people's attention, yeah, like yeah, use it yeah. as a lure. Yeah. Well, like in Bloodborne, like you get rocks that you can throw at people. You're yeah. like, hey. 
And like this 90 foot horse skeleton comes to fight. It's like, what the fuck was that? Um, so you have those Seriously. here. You start with those, but eventually you do unlock archery, which is really yeah. cool because you can actually like headshot dudes from like a mile away. Yeah. And it's just one less thing to worry about. Yeah. I think interesting your point saying that this looked like uninspired Witcher work. Like this game's been knocking around for ages. Yeah. And not really. I didn't do that. One of the lights just went out. Um, like right, nobody whatever. was really talking about it for a long time. Right. And then. People play the beta, got really positive feedback, and it's coming out nine point six. Yeah, yeah, which is like it's very rare for a game to be in the oven that long and then come out and be that good. So I think yeah. it had a lot of like development problems for ages, yeah. and they made lots of changes to it. Well, we yeah. got broken this morning though. I said to her, I was like, wanted to chat about Neo. I was like, oh, you just play Neo? She was like, I don't want to talk about Neo anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> well, it's like uh, Brandon Tyrell reviewed Bloodborne for us, and he did it on, on a pretty like intense schedule and it's i know like, right like after it's, he started too yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's nothing like a real idea job of, i understand idea of reviewing one of those games literally yeah. terrifies me i think like, what the the issue what becomes difficult about it is that you don't have like i started the game uh last night okay. and i immediately looked up ign had just tweeted like 16 ways not to die in in, in neo yeah um and I, I forget, did you guys do that video? Did yeah, Pops yeah, was did you, that. you guys, yeah, yeah. right? And it was great. Yeah. And it was sort of just like, here's, you know, you're going to die constantly in this game, but yeah. here's like a 90 second video on what to what to avoid, which you guys should watch if you're going to jump in this game, by the way. And uh, that means I was already given a head start over okay. somebody who had, you know, started without any guide or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But um, on its basis, this game is effectively, I've been calling it like Samurai Bloodborne. Yeah. Because um, I feel like it's a little less soulsy. It's a lot more action, fast paced. Um, dashing around is quicker moving around is quicker instead of like picking one weapon from the jump and sort of being married to it you have two that you can switch between which i immediately liked so uh i found playing through the tutorial stuff that i really like the axe even though i like to play more like long range fast paced there was something just really rewarding about running up on people from behind and bludgeoning the hell out of them like i'm very sneaky and that like there'll be a night and i'm like i'm gonna hit this guy in the back of the head and i'm gonna run away and hide behind a pole like a baby <laughs> and there's a talking cat in it it's amazing yeah <laughs> it's really cool. a good point like it's like i thought from the concept art and stuff like, it looks really po-faced and serious yeah. but it's yeah. not there's loads of crazy stuff in there there's like a, yeah. a frog boss yeah, yeah. and, and that's why I was like, animals. I was like, I think, um, I don't know, like Max is my best friend. I'm always trying to pick out good games for him. And I was like, I think he would really like this one because it gets, it's, it teeters just between being totally serious and hardcore yeah. to, oh wait, this is like really dumb and goofy at times too. Yeah. So what you told, told me that got my attention was first of all, somebody compared it to Ninja Gaiden meets Duke Nukem. And yeah. It's kind of like action hero, like main character, but in weird, silly elements to it. Yeah. But also you said the load times are really quick. They're like after. half a second. Like that's the thing is it, when a game is punishing and there's a difficulty there, that's fine. But when the punishment is waiting for the game to load. Yeah, that's why yeah. Super Meat Boy works so well. Exactly. you're instantly exactly. back yeah. into it. Yeah. That's and you can such try and modify what you did. Like when Bloodborne was really long time, it's like, I can't even remember what I did last time. Yeah. To yeah. Die. I yeah. want to correct it yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, also, like, if you're a bit put off by the difficulty and, like, even Chloe saying this is hard, that kind of terrifies me because I've seen her play Dark Souls and she's really good. She'll go, yeah. to, she'll go to, like, Dark Souls events and beat the demo when no one else does. Mm-hmm. Like, Chloe's like, great. Yeah. Um, but you can play the whole game in co-op, I think. Really? Which makes oh, really? it, obviously, much less intimidating. Like, I, I think that. it makes some of the bosses a bit too easy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
it's like summoning, but you can actually like match. Oh, good. Me. Now I really want you to play a max. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things I noticed with it is that, you know, the load times happen within a second and it definitely <clears throat> is a very difficult game. Like you just, you get beaten around a lot at the beginning. You get killed a lot. But um, grinding in this game is actually kind of fun because it doesn't feel, I guess because of the load times, because of a bunch of other factors, it doesn't feel as brutally punishing. Yeah. Like you'll go out, you'll kill seven people in a row and then you'll scurry back to your sort of like orb to recharge, yeah. save, upgrade and stuff like that. That guy had to be doing that. There's a guy in the studios. Everyone know this. No. Yeah. Everyone can see this guy, right? No. 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 Alexio's, one of the lights went out. Ah, cool. There we go. <laughs> well, there we go. Anyway. No, Gavin. Beautiful. It's a nice, nice radio drama we do here. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think a lot, what, a lot of what keeps people from these games is that they are brutally, you know, unforgiving and that the the sort of like loop of dying and, and then running back to the spot where you die to pick up your, yeah. your dead corpse orb or whatever, which in my case is a glowing red like Firefox, not so, like the web browser, but you get to pick like a spirit animal. You can have it. a shark, right? <laughs> you can have a shark, yeah, yeah. like a blue shark. Every time you pick it up, it's like, do you want me to use me as your default? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. It was really funny because the first thing I did when i started the main area of that game was i ran directly into the ocean and died yeah i was like okay and then i watched your guys video afterwards and it was like you can't swim in this game so don't jump in the ocean I was like, how do they know uh so you go back and you get your red fox out of the sea and then you go back into the world and you start fighting people are you making this up yeah no yes someone made this up <laughs> it's dumb on paper yeah. Not, yeah it's not real yeah it's not it's real a, it's a game it's a video game the thing is like you're saying about it being hard like it really reminds me of like actual you know like when you're a kid and you've got like a game on the Mega drive like i always go yeah. back to like altered beast because yeah. my mom bought me altered beast and i'm sorry that explains a lot honestly <laughs> i love altered beast <laughs> what it was so hard yeah. like and i generally it was just like i couldn't get past like the first screen of moving and i was like well, I've got to because I'm not getting another game for like six months, man. Yeah. Like, and I was like, my mom's like, you know, we were poor as shit. So it was just like, if I've got a game for 40 quid, that game is being played for six months and that's it. So I was just like, <sighs> I just had to, I had to get good at it because otherwise my mom would be like, why are you playing that game I just bought you? And it's like, uh, Oh, no. <laughs> so your mom was basically saying, get good. Yeah, essentially. She made up the concept of get good, yeah. yeah. Um, but it kind of reminds me of that because, yep. like, we have so many games and stuff now that you could just go, okay, I'm going to go play something else. But actually, if you really focus on something and really get into it, like, you get a lot more out of it. Yeah. Because, yeah. And I think what I like about this game is a lot of the same things I liked about Bloodborne, which is the pacing, but also that sort of, like, weird gambler's luck of being like, okay, I could run back to safety and level up right now. I have about half my health and no power up items left. Yeah. Or I could take on that guy. Yeah. And then when I go back, I'll have enough to, to like orbs or whatever. Uh, a Mary, I think they're called. I'm totally scripted in them. Yeah. And uh, I could level up twice. So you go for that, like roll the dice mm. and then you get killed, of course, because you're an yeah. idiot. And then you, uh, you got to fight everybody all over again and do it all over again. But if you're cautious, you can kind of tiptoe out of there. So I like that. It sort of gives this it gives it a sort of meta game, which I don't think you really get in a lot of like third person action games that are sort of just very basic life or death. Yeah. So we actually got a question from the Facebook group. That's uh, facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond or groups.net slash Facebook. Uh, Malin Hayes says, is the Souls format getting overdone or do you think it's just the new way action games will play similar to how every FPS plays like Halo? Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, Demon Souls came out and everyone was like, oh, this is a breath of fresh air. Right. And then Dark Souls came along and it was kind of like, oh, you like Skyrim? Okay, whatever, scrub. Like, you know, I play I play something that's actually got a, a real difficulty curve to yeah. it. Um 
and now it's it's again it's become kind of commonplace and we get sort of uh, you know stuff like Salt and Sanctuary yep. and these, yeah. these games mean, that are more they just originated yeah. a series of really good mechanics yeah. Yeah. just as lots of video game developers borrow from each other like a rebounding health <laughs> bar suddenly becomes the standard and adopted mm-hmm. by lots of yeah. other games right. they've just come up with this like set of elements that work really well yeah. and also a lot of game developers really like these games yeah absolutely so they, that's why there's lots of Souls-like games I think because game developers really into what they yeah. do yeah definitely i think like one of my favorite games from the last couple of years was titan souls <laughs> do you guys play that yeah. oh yeah. yeah like oh my god what a game because you can see like they've taken like the cool bits about dark souls and gone okay and then put their own kind of mechanic on and stuff yeah so i think as long as like developers are doing still doing their own thing with it i think like titan souls definitely did that yeah and i think that like what's interesting to note is that this this resurgence or of like sort of difficult games that are that have this weird learning curve hasn't completely killed off the more traditional third-person action games. I mean, we're getting Zelda and Horizon within a week of each other, right? And those don't really have Souls-like elements. I mean, I would say Zelda has partial like there's you can freeze to death yeah. and there's a stamina meter yeah. but overall that that has more in, in tune with sort of like ocarina of time yeah. than it does uh, uh dark souls or something like that so i think it's good uh, i was getting a little fatigued on the sort of like lovecraftian horror stuff but seeing something jump into you know weird japanese monster lore mm-hmm. yeah. is a nice shift in in, in sort of setting and, and art direction and then we're getting uh the purge which is basically like um it's uh, like a sci-fi futuristic yep. consoles. Like, yeah, yeah yep. you've got like uh, power armor and stuff. Which yeah, I saw that at E3 and it looks incredible. Yeah, it's like dystopian Robocop. Yeah, it it's really has cool. a what is it? Edge of Tomorrow vibe to mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the bosses in that apparently are huge. So, uh, what I'm curious about with the, with the kind of the Souls type game is uh, what happens when it gets like watered down for kids. Because if you look at like Skylanders, that's kind of a baby Diablo in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, what happens when you know some developers making a game that's targeted at children, and they're like, okay, so how do we take this difficulty curve and make it a little bit more accessible for for babies? You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I want to see like what is like a cute what does a cute little Dark Souls look like? I love that. There was a game a few years ago where there was like a rat as the main character, a mouse, and it had, I don't think it ever came out. I think it might have like disappeared. <laughs> but it was like a cute EC Dark Souls where you were like this little cartoon mouse, a bit like Ratatouille. What? I'll find it for you later. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, yeah I, I love that concept, Max, because I think it's like, especially Team Ninja who makes this game. I mean, it takes them like 15 years to be like, we've added easy mode. Yeah. yeah. Like they're in no rush to do that. I was actually kind of looking for it at the beginning of the menu here because I was yeah. like, hey, like, you know, I don't want this to, I've heard this is brutally difficult. Maybe yeah. I can play on normal or something like that uh not an option you just kind of dive right in so yeah well, i'm excited to check that out um we got news this is interesting uh Starbreeze, the guys who do payday uh the heist uh have partnered up with double fine they are investing eight million dollars into psychonauts 2 to publish it and they're gonna be getting 60 percent of the profits double fine still owns psychonauts as the ip uh but i know that like with double fine there's sometimes the kind of that like question of like are they going to fund this? Yeah. Know, are they going to go to Kickstarter? Right. What's the story here? And Psychonauts is, you know, kind of their big, like, ambitious, you know, IP. And uh, it's kind of cool that they're doing this. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently Payday was, you know, quite a quite a payday for them. <laughs> yeah. It's got $8 million. Not what should we do with this? Yeah. <laughs> I've always really liked Psychonauts. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, Persons of Interest or whatever, that show, where you're yeah. like, it's immensely popular and I don't know a single person who yeah. watches yeah. it. Yeah. It's weird, um, isn't it? Every year we go to E3 and you walk in into the main hall and on the right in the yeah. in the hallway leading in is this big ass booth for Payday or whatever new version of Payday there is or the yeah. Payday DLC and there's like clown uh, bandits running I around with it, yeah. guns. Like 
Someone is into that. It's, it's, someone is buying those games. Somebody yeah. is funding those games. Is buying the DLC. And They're always like that, partnering so. with other people and stuff as well. Yeah. Like I think they've just done one with Shadow Warrior. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Uh, yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah, it's like very a, odd. They had like a really weird one that was. It was like famous bank robbers or something, mm-hmm. or like Halloween masks <laughs> or the presidents or something. It was something very strange. So, so like, this is okay. Can yeah. we do this? This nice. deal is fascinating to me because I'm not sure exactly who is going Who's to benefit. Like yeah. obviously, well, obviously, Doublefine are benefiting because they've got eight million, but. Like, yeah, and they get to make their game. Yeah, right? I also feel, but I feel like giving eight million dollars to Double Fine is not good for them. Yeah, like, yeah, because I feel like they need to be sort of held back quite a lot. Right. Um, I mean, and it's also or just run amok. If you look, giving at, them eight million dollars, they're just going to be like, eh, we'll do whatever we want. Which is kind of cool. It's like, yeah, it's like Rocket Three. They gotta <laughs> I love that. Them. Well, we'll never see this game. Basically, like, yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I hope we do because I love three D platformers. I think the uh, two things. One, the first Psychonauts, I think, was in such a like right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, it was sort of where we were on the tail end of the kind of death of the three D platformer, and there was still some life in it. Um. It happened to do really re- well. It was multi-platform. People loved it. Um, and then the IP went away for a while. And now we have a couple 3D platformers kicking around at the same time. Um, so I'm interested to see how it does. Two, I think people look at um, $8 million and they're like, oh, my God. But it's like if you look at any Kickstarter, uh, that's once you actually see what it costs to break down to make yeah. a video game, it's really it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at Mighty Number no. Nine. That got overfunded, and it wasn't enough yeah. to make whatever uh, yeah. they were it's trying like to make. You don't make a, a video game in like two weeks, so that's like eight million dollars broken down into salaries. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> for multiple two people. Years. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's exciting. It's also is this is this Double Fine's first sequel? Um, that's a good question. I, think, I know that, I know they they typically kind of try to like really mix things up. and, yeah. and stay interesting and fresh. But well, like, it's not even the first uh, Psychonauts sequel because we're getting by yeah, the end of this month yeah. we're getting the Psychonauts VR thing. I mean, you could you could chalk cool. that up to being a weird a weird double fine mutation of a yeah, previous thing. Yeah. So. But the cool thing about this is that. Um, Apparently, they're taking design cues from like the classic Rayman platforming games, okay. which is like uh, a very interesting like N64 platformer that has oh, somehow yeah. made its way to a whole bunch of different platforms. And I don't think it's as good as people remember it is, but it's always there. Like it's there for like it was there for the DS launch and the 3DS yeah. launch and a button. They're like Rayman's it's just really back. easy to port. Yeah. yeah, I think it's easy to drag and drop that game to new <laughs> systems. So Ubisoft, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people have fond memories from that. I mean, I love 3D platformers in general. So, um, okay, so we got uh, we got photos of Alicia Vikander. Am I saying that right? Alicia Vikander. 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 I don't even mind. Anyway, uh, she's playing Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider movie reboot, and uh, she looks exactly like Lara Croft. Right. Exactly. Well done, Alicia. <laughs> yeah. Well done. They found the right color tank top <laughs> and some brown pants. She got her all muddied up and put her on a zip line. Um, they've also got Walton Goggins from Justified and yeah. Dominic West from The Wire in there. Uh, we had this, yeah, we yeah. had this exact same conversation about a year and a half ago with the casting of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, which have you guys seen that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How is it? Have you guys seen it? No. Uh, so it's, right. it's just boring. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's like, not a bad film. And I think they've done the well-intentioned thing where they said, yeah. you can have these characters in this world and do your own thing. Don't yeah. try and make the game. Don't adapt one of the games. Make an original character and an original story. Obviously, yeah. it riffs off a lot of the mythology. <clears throat> and they've innovated new stuff like the Animus is totally different. So I think that if you're going to make a video game adaptation, do that. Yeah, don't right. try and recreate the game because that's pointless. The game's going to be better. Yeah. Um, but it's just really serious and boring. It doesn't have fun, fun with it. Yeah, like you're fun. watching and going, 
I should be more excited by everything yeah. I'm seeing, but I'm not. Like, this looks cool, but it's not. it doesn't excite you. It's yeah. odd that we're in a place <clears throat> where boring is actually breaking new grounds for the video game movie. Yeah. <laughs> because video game movies are always bad. Yeah. And it's kind of better when something is just bad, because yeah. then you can identify... Why? Why? I mean, it was like I was like I like the Ghostbusters remake that came out last year. Like it wasn't a good movie and it wasn't a bad movie. It just was sort of flat. And I'm I said like going in, I was like that the worst thing that this movie can be is just like forgettable. Yeah. And like taking something like the Assassin's Creed franchise and just making a boring film out of it is kind of bums me out because I would rather see a bad Assassin's Creed movie. Yes. Where he's jumping off a roof and he lands on a bird and it scraws and stuff like that. I got into a really I was getting into a really weird argument in the pub because there was a guy who just seen Assassin's Creed and he was like, Oh, it's such a shit film. I was like it's, and I was like defending it, going, no, it's not a shit film. It's just yeah. boring. Leave it alone. I was yeah, like, right. when people on, say that, it's like, you need to see more properly balanced It's average. No, I mean, yeah. And that's actually quite damning for all the yeah. people and the talent involved. Like, yeah. Fassbender is a great actor, yeah. but he, he doesn't have much to do in this. Yeah. Like, I think Ubisoft are doing the right thing with all the movies they've greenlit. They're yeah. trying to get interesting, talented people on board. And that's all you can do with any movie. Yeah. Get all the talented people together and hopefully it works. Mm-hmm. But that one just doesn't quite... Um, like I think Tomb Raider is a bit more of an easy setup. Like there's a very yeah. well established format for that movie, and it's Indiana Jones, right. right? And you also know what universe it it's in. It's in yeah. tombs and reality. You're mm-hmm. going back in time through your ancestors. That's VR a really hard sell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but they do the whole like Apple of Eden thing in Assassin's Creed, and it's a bit. Even though I kind of know that, I was watching it going. Yeah, it something made, else. It made me realize how yeah. good the Matrix is yeah. at setting that stuff <laughs> yeah. up in like in a, in a movie that's probably half an hour. Shorter. Oh, re- oh, it's man. Like, it, like it's about yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, and I actually started this year. I believe on this show and on Up at Noon, being like, "Hey, uh, 2017 is gonna be the year where I pretend to stop getting excited about video game movies. I'm not gonna look in the camera and amp these things up yeah. because there's a significant chance they won't be what we want them I'm to be." I'm impressed you'll last until 2017. Yeah, that's the 20th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was 19 years of lying to the camera and being like, "Hey, this maybe this will have a chance. Maybe this will." But I mean, because I want I want these things to be good. You know, I'm a huge Tomb Raider yeah. fan. Well, it's like it's, you know, the precedent is like comic book movies yeah. were terrible for ages. Yeah, and then they get good. Well, I, so like, how does the, how do video game movies get there? Like, I, I think they're doing the same thing. They're hiring better filmmakers to yeah. make them. They're yeah. getting better writers, better talent involved, which will command bigger budgets. Mm-hmm. Budget's not always the guarantee, but I think it'll happen. Um, it's about the, picking the right. Video games as well, like because they're just picking the ones that, as you said, like this is Indiana Jones. So it's like weird how well, how do you make that without it being just a shit Indiana Jones? Well, yeah. Right. Well, a few years ago, we got um, Seth Rogen into the London office and he played Last of Us for us. And right. Between setups, I was talking to him because at the time he and Evan Goldberg were attached to make the Uncharted movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, just like casually, like, how's that going and stuff? And they're just like, we literally can't think of a way that's not Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, we're trying to write it, yeah. and every time we write it, it turns out to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> Like, and obviously they were yeah. inspired, the games are inspired by Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. So if you then put that back onto film, it looks hopelessly That's derivative. So funny. Yeah. Because I mean, when you play the games, you're playing those games because we don't have good Indiana Jones video games yeah. to play these days. Yeah. So it's, it's filling that void there, but dragging it back to where we do have good Indiana Jones movies. I mean, I have Amazon Prime. They're all the Indiana Jones movies and Crystal Skull yeah. <laughs> are on Amazon Prime right now. And you can just watch them. And it, yeah. and like you're like, okay, I'm good on Uncharted movies right yeah. there. Um, you guys could make, you could probably make a show just interviewing people who have been attached to the Uncharted. Well, if, yeah, there's so many of them now. Yeah, like yeah. David O. Russell. Is he, he's walked off now, isn't yeah, he? Because yeah. that was when it was going to be like, 
like Mark were, like, Wahlberg was yeah, like, Mark yeah, Wahlberg, Robert yeah. De Niro's gonna like, play my yeah. dad. You're like, what? Joe oh, Pesci. Yeah. As well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we remaking? I can't think of a way not to make it Goodfellas. Yeah. It was a, it was. <laughs> Goodfellas in the Jungle is a movie <laughs> yeah. I would watch. Uh, that sounds like an interesting actually get back on it. There was um there was a tweet a couple weeks ago from uh, the guy writing the screenplay for the movie. He just he was just like here's the cover of the it just said Uncharted the movie by me and it was like well that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, is I, there I a script do- in there? Yeah, it's it's like saying like today is the first day of the rest of your life. You're like great fortune cookie that means nothing. Yeah, um, nothing I wonder if they'll yeah. watch the Tomb Raider movie and take some cues from there. Yeah. They've had this back and forth going for so long. People hate when I say that, but I think Tomb Raider obviously has another thing going for it. Is it's being filmed? It's being filmed. (laughs) That that helps. Um, But also, like Lara Croft is one of the few game characters that I think everybody, a mainstream audience, recognizes. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's. There's probably five video game characters that you could just pull some random person off. I think it's really hard for anyone in this room and probably listening to the show to have that kind of greater awareness. But like, I always use like people in my family as a good like benchmark, and they know who Lara Croft is. Yeah. Yeah, and when it's also it's also sort of like it's like doing it's like Nolan doing Batman after we had the Schumacher Batman movies. Like we've seen where this can go bad. That's a good point. Yeah, with Angelina Jolie, which mm. I mean, they're not they weren't even that bad. They're not even that bad movies. They're just like very kind of campy, cartoony. Yeah. They're they're very early two thousands. I mean, movies. at yeah. the very least, it was Angelina Jolie playing you know Lara Croft. So yeah. it's like a whole lot of like teenage boys were really happy about. Yeah, it. Yeah, there it was a visually interesting. Poster. Yeah. yeah, it really um, was. But I mean, I think it's with making a video game movie, there's two directions you can go. Either you pick something that has such a, you know, such a deep world that putting it on film is actually innovative. Like, yeah. I mean, seeing an, a, a faithful Metal Gear movie, maybe a little bit, you know, toned down on story. Yeah. But I mean, that would be like The Rock, but with mechs instead of Ed Harris, you know, like, yeah. that sounds exciting. Uh, or, I don't know, uh, Bloodborne or something like that. Like, we don't have a movie that exists like that. Yeah. Um, I think Warcraft tried to do that, but exactly, I don't know Warcraft yeah. well enough for any of that to resonate with me. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, I mean, conversely, we do all, we have, you know, we have Lord of the Rings. Like, we have stuff that has big epic battles and orcs yeah, and swords and, and crap like that. Uh, the other way is to, to take something incredibly familiar like Tomb Raider, which mm-hmm. we do have a framework of Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Like, there's kind of a, there's a cinematic narrative in, you know, in place already of like, oh, what's going to happen here? And maybe they totally rip it off, but, you know, in the same way that we're getting these kind of they're not quite reboots they're kind of sequels like in the way that force awakens borrowed from like the original star wars or creed borrowed from like the first you know rocky movie yeah. uh i think if you take something like okay it's a it's a more obvious wink and a nod to the source material but still trying to set itself apart like i don't know tomb raider also it's you know it's a lady who goes into tombs and swings around and climbs stuff and looks for treasure yeah. mm-hmm. but like there's kind of like there is there is deep lore there to dig into, yeah. But I don't know anybody off the top of my head who knows that, you know. No, no, no I no. I've, I played the 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 latest game recently. I I couldn't really tell you what the actual plot is. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's uh, that large man you have to save. And, like, and you're like, it's that, that guy from the first like, one. There's a lot of stuff in the new ones about her father as well, and I Dominic West is playing her father. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I presume in like flashbacks, maybe. So I guess it's going to tap into some kind of family narrative. Sure. Yeah, I think it's like what what makes me hesitant to be excited about these things is that so much of what works in Uncharted and Tomb Raider is that sense of discovery of that of that sort of like personal sense of discovery of like, oh, there's a glimmer up there. I can get there. I can solve how to get there. Tomb Raider, especially with the sort of all the the strange weapons and mechanics that you can upgrade zip lines and ropes that you can get all over the place. Um, That sounded gross. (laughs) 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 And like, I don't know how that translates to a movie, right? Like, is, is there a scene where she just like looks up and she's like, I can get up there. And there's like 20 minutes of her climbing there. I mean, yeah. there's no threat. The She'll never get a, t- yeah. Yeah, a tree will never impale her <laughs> in the, the film. 
film like it does in the game. So I mean, take like the scene where uh, Schwarzenegger gets ready to fight the Predator and makes a bunch of traps and stuff. That's and cool. Then, and then throw in the bear from the Revenant. Yeah, you know? I was and just thinking like, about the Revenant. And then make it a beautiful woman who has to fend these things off. And you know, okay, now maybe, I'm sold. Maybe there's some greenlit. Fancy- <laughs> I'm excited about this video yeah. game. Movie. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that's what's so funny is meeting meeting gamers who haven't seen Indiana Jones is yeah. like, oh, you like oh, Uncharted, yeah. and you have not seen these. Okay, you know, like how do you how do you excuse that? Well, it was like having to explain to people who love The Last of Us, like, oh, you should see Children of Men in the Road, and they're like, yeah. what are those? I'm like, what? they're The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> they're the two ingredients that made The Last of Us, like yeah. quite specifically. Yeah, but I mean, like, how do you? I guess how do you take set pieces that you know? Are impressive in a game that are cinematic yeah, in a game right, exactly. like they are yeah. like very cinematic like yeah. they move a camera like a movie camera yeah, yeah. um anyway so that's that's exciting to think Good. about uh I, at the very least the photograph of her on set sure is enough to talk have us talking for the last 10 minutes about <laughs> video game movies um so i've been playing yakuza zero and it's amazing yeah uh i'm probably 10 hours into it right now and i've never played a yakuza game before yeah. and it's phenomenal that's like yeah. everyone on my timeline is yeah. saying that i've never played a yakuza game before i've got mm-hmm. this one it's brilliant yeah it's like, so, so, so much so crazy weird. stuff in it as well it's yeah. so we- it's so goofy also like my favorite thing about it is it just it is the weird japanese opposite of grand theft auto yeah. like you can't drive cars in this there are mm-hmm. cars but there's no room to drive them because you're in tokyo yeah and then whereas like gta like in the first you know four minutes you have a handgun there it's like hey look um there's been a murder. And you're like, what? There's been a murder? A murder in Japan? Get the hell out. And then at one other point, they're like, hey, would you um kill somebody? And you're like, no, I, I have to think about this. And you're like, I just beat up a man with a motorcycle. Like, yeah. I, I spun it around, and then I drop kicked him in the face. And I'm like, I don't know if I can kill him. So it's got these, like, incredibly, like, hyperbolic, like, anime sensibilities. Yeah. But then it's also, like, weirdly wholesome. I love yeah. that because GTA is like, hey, can you kill 40 people on the way to killing this other guy? Yeah. yeah. Like, I it's mean, just, it's totally yeah. But I have a lot on. Yeah. I got <laughs> to play billiards for yeah. <laughs> our, uh, our colleague Joe's been playing now. I went around his house the other day. Like, I turned up to his house on like a Saturday night hammered. Yeah. And uh, he was playing it. He was like, you got to see this. And he, I, I watched him play it for about like 25 minutes. And the next day I woke up, I was like, Happen. <laughs> when, when I was just texting, going, "Did this bit happen?" He's yeah. like, "Yep, that's real." What do you, what do you remember you seeing? Uh, so the karaoke bit. Uh, okay. So basically, the karaoke thing is amazing. So this is quite serious game. And then you go into a karaoke place, and he basically, if it's if it's a, a song where there's a guy singing it, he sings it, and he goes nuts for it. But if it's a song with a girl singing it, the waitress gets up and sings it, and then like your yakuza guy is basically like some weird hype man mm-hmm. who just like shouts out words now and again. Again, uh, it's bonkers. Yeah, also, that's, it's a totally uh, <laughs> actually challenging rhythm game. Yeah, it is. It's um, really good. Like, I love Sleeping Dogs, and that had that had a karaoke yeah. segment, but it was like a really kind of very, very dumbed down version. Yeah. And this is like, I'm... I Public suck game. at it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really hard. But then if you if you keep going, it does the thing where it, it puts you in like a bad like stock photo background yeah. as you like rocking out, and <laughs> and that's like one of the many weird mini games. There's, there's also like there's mahjong, which I don't know how to play. Uh-huh. I was trying to play it. I was like, ah. You were telling telling me there's like an arcade with a bunch of classic Sega games like Outrun. Yep, you can just what? play Outrun. That's uh, so cool. There are there are like UFO catcher claw machines. And they don't really serve a purpose aside from like a few little like there's a little girl I had to get like a pink squirrel for, and then, <laughs> and then like bad guys tried to mug her, and so I had to beat them up with a bicycle. See, what all this stuff? You're like, did this stuff really yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's just like it's wonderfully absurd. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know what I was expecting. Also, like, I was expecting it to be, like, kind of obtusely Japanese and just, yeah. uh, there are incredibly long-winded cutscenes and, like, very kind of self-serious bits, and then they'll be like, hey, look at that naked guy over there. His name's Mr. Boner or whatever. And you're like, what? We're going to see this game, like, gen- at the end of the year, when, when people start doing their, like, top lists. Right. We're going to see this in, like, top threes and stuff like that. Like, really? People are going nuts for it. Yeah. I, ha- yeah. I have it downloaded and I just haven't started it yet, and you guys are totally selling me on it. Mm. I yeah. jump in there. Um, also, like, the I got a code for it, and I guess it was one of those, one of those deals where, like, it's the, you know, the pre-order bundle bonus okay. or whatever. Like, you never really know what you're getting, but I went to this, went to this shrine and there's a clown there and the clown the clown is like oh hey you probably want some of these things and i'm like what what things what do you want and they're all these like weird like there's like the dragon of dojima pack or something and you open it and i'm like what are what are these and they give me a bunch of energy drinks and then i got this thing called a slime gun which is a shotgun but it shoots like green slime and it makes dudes they don't slip. give a shit do they no <laughs> that like doesn't make it in yeah it's it's complete like there's no like ludonarrative dissonance they don't even yeah. they don't even care yeah, yeah. this sounds this sounds like somebody like found you in your sleep and pulled your dream yeah. out of your mind yeah there's like a meeting going oh we've got all these unlockables how do we like convey them to the character clown move on i've done a drawing of a clown can we can we use this somewhere yeah, yeah, why not? Let's go to the pub. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 great. Also, uh, it has the most alcohol product placement I've ever seen in a game. Really? Uh, yeah, they have like different brands of scotch, and then there's like Mountain Dew, and it, like like yeah. you can get like Lafroig. And it, Did they just, pay for licensing? For I that? think so. How does that work? I think so. I think so it's, it's maybe I think they it's, got given money. Maybe yeah. I think it's kind of like That's how there's there's Top Ramen in Final yeah. Fantasy or Calorie yeah. Metal yeah. Gear, but because you never really see that in American <laughs> games. Like, there's not really. Uh, like licensed alcohol, you see products every now and then. Like yeah. I remember, like the Monkey Ball games just had like dull bananas everywhere. <laughs> like Pikmin has random like Duracell batteries. <laughs> like like fringe games, Rayman, Rayman's just smoking. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do about it? Newport Lights. It's like smoking a basketball. <laughs> um, but you don't really get that. Like American games are always just like it's been a hard day. Time for a good buffle beer. And yeah. it just like cracks open this thing that has like like a cartoon eagle on it or something yeah, like yeah. that. That's great. Yeah, no, this one you go to a, a whiskey bar and be like, ah, Lafroig. People love it for its smoky flavor. It's and I'm like, that's how they pay for that game. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Um, also, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really like vilify the yakuza. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, you just. It's like being in a cool club. Like maybe <laughs> there's crime involved, but they're not really like, oh, you're gonna get back with the mob. They're yep. just like maybe the whole thing is like a recruitment video. Kind of, like, maybe that's I don't know. Or they really just don't want to piss anybody off. No, uh, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Dyer and I were in Tokyo a few years ago, and I told the story on the comedy button. But we met, we went to this this bar and in Golden Guy, and there was yeah. like it's the kind of bar that can only fit three people. Yeah, yeah, and it was me and him and this bartender, and we just got really drunk. And then about three hours in, he just took off his shirt and he was like, "These are my tattoos. I'm in the Yakuza, and I do MMA." And we we're like, <laughs> locked, "Oh, locked door." And I was like, "But he's a really nice guy." And it was like, you know what? Maybe I should rethink my whole fear of the yakuza thing yeah maybe they're good people after all (laughs) yeah so anyway highly recommend that uh i cannot wait to play more of it um yeah yeah, it's just it's a real good real good time um good year for uh, japanese games yeah right like surprisingly good year i mean i shouldn't be surprised by that they they originated this video game shit but (laughs) i think there was a (laughs) well done japan's been biding its time don't worry we've got games i think there was a period where they were were trying they were trying too hard to westernize certain things yeah sort of missing the mark and then i don't know like 
like I mean Resident Evil 6 for instance was like mm-hmm. where they're like we need to make something like Call of Duty and yeah. it's like no you don't like no, you don't. something scary in a barn um, anyway, uh, Injustice 2 is the IGN first for this month, and we have uh, wonderful footage of uh, Black Canary jumping around, hooting and hollering, doing some kicks and punches. Beating and um, people up. Yeah, this game looks gorgeous. Uh, what do you guys, uh, what do you, what's your take on Injustice? Um, I love the idea of it, and that and Marvel Capcom later in the year are the only kind of fighting games that I think I'd actually play. Right. Just, I know you guys did videos a couple of years ago for Street Fighter where yeah, you were like, trying year. to learn how to like play these games. Like, I'd love to be able to do it, but I just don't think yeah. I have the discipline to it's, learn. It's, you, it's, you, you honestly, it's like, it's like getting a personal trainer. Yeah. Like it's the, that's the way we got into it was Max and I sat down with two pros. We learned how to, how to, get had to get much better at that game yeah. and it, it's night and day between you know we were talking earlier in the show about the souls games like i honestly feel like fighting games are the same they're the same sort of barrier i think they're easier to fake like you can yeah. go in and just mash and well, be like still i'm a pro fun. and that's yeah. what and that's like having the skin of the dc universe yeah. is the thing that will get me to play this in the yep. office yeah. we'll play at lunchtime yeah. and stuff i don't think i'll get really deep into it but like i can imagine us playing that for a few months yeah. i kind of like the idea of people get like there's a bar that we drink in back in london called the loading bar and like one of the guys who helps run it is like really good at street fighter and the girl who's like the manager was like i want to get good at street fighter right so like in between sort of running this bar he's teaching her how to be really good at street fighter and I, awesome. I saw her play the other day and she now she's amazing amazing at it um so i think like with i kind of like the idea of like learning how to play street yeah fighting. it's awesome it's really cool so i think that like you, a lot of people new appreciation for it because like yeah. when you watch competitive gaming i think street fighter is really good to watch all fighting games are good to watch because yeah. it's very simple to see who's winning who's losing mm-hmm. and see the immediate drama yeah. then if i watch like dota i wouldn't Cartoon, Street Fighter is very simple, yeah. but like if you understand what's actually happening on the like deeper level, you yeah, have a, a massive appreciation for what they're actually doing and the what, skill involved. When they started explaining to us like um, sort of like hitboxes and oh, reach yeah. and being like, oh, you know, like uh, Dalsim's hand can reach to right longer than everybody else's hand, but right to right here yeah. versus this person over here versus Cammy's kick. <laughs> like this is when you use this move and when you use this move. And I I'd never thought like that before. Yeah, that's the thing because we're all nerds. Like that kind of stuff like really gets me jazzed. Yeah, Ooh, when people are really into like, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys screwed with Injustice at all? Like, did you play that, the, the first one? Uh, no, but I watched a lot of people play. I played, I played it for a little while. So the story stuff is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I reviewed that game, and yeah. I went in being like, all right, DC, whatever, it's Mortal Kombat with DC guys. So that's going to be fine. And then I, I completely loved it because mm-hmm. it was just one of the goofiest games. Okay. Uh, like, my favorite, my selling point for the first one was uh, you didn't have, like, a, a fatality exactly, but, like, a special move. Yeah. For Aquaman, he would summon a tidal wave that was just full of all kinds of different fish, and it would just like come through the wall and the, then a shark would come over and bite yep. your enemy. But it would work anywhere. So you could be in a space station in this title <laughs> through the wall. And I was like, they totally were like, they don't care. Yeah, screw yeah. It. Yeah. Well, like I was super into comic books as a kid and I used to collect comic cards, Marvel cards and stuff yeah. like that. And they all had like hero stats and villain stats in the back. And you would get in debates with your friends, like yeah. who would win in a fight? And this game has perfectly realized that weird middle schoolers argument dream of yeah. sort of being like me and my friend are yelling at each other about whether or not Aquaman could summon fish <laughs> through a space station and wall. Can. And he can. Yeah. Who said well, he also, like, when, yeah. you take, when you take two action figures and you bash them yep. together, like yep. you're fighting, like that's yeah. kind of the, the perfect balance for uh, you know for superheroes. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited about Injustice too. Uh, Alec Gonzalez says, "What characters do you want to see in MVC Infinite and Injustice 2? Uh, we don't really know a lot about uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. We know um, mostly who we're not going to see, unfortunately, because right. it's yeah, well, of licensing. Yeah, like they were very coy about that. Like I went to the Capcom Cup at PSX and I spoke to the people making Marvel Capcom, and 
they were saying that I think X Men will figure in some sense, but I don't know when and what characters. I don't. They wouldn't say no, and obviously they won't want to say that when they're announcing the game. But right. I think they are figuring in it somehow. Well, they're probably on the phone and Fox is like, you can have Morph from the animated series and then <laughs> maybe like the blob's leg. Well, they're just going to kill him off. It's like, oh no, the, the entire OPC. Capcom universe has killed the X-Men. <laughs> Only the Marvel heroes can save the day. It'll be, it'll just be like a painting in the background. It'll be like, man, we really lost some good friends this year. <laughs> anyway. And one tiny picture of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even worth addressing. Okay as well. well, it's like when you're like, you're like listening to hip hop and it's like featuring Kanye West and he just talks for four seconds at the beginning. You're like, you didn't even rap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to rap. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's weird because I'm like a, you know, dyed in the wool like Marvel kid. Uh, yeah. But I, I find Injustice like way more fun. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I guess because it's like uh, MVC is a is a, a more serious fighting game. You know, it's all combo based. Oh, when you yeah. play MVC, like I'm a big Marvel fan and I got um, the last one. And when you start picking it and even picking your characters is difficult because it gives you options for each one. I was like, I don't yeah. know which one is the Amigo yeah. counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, what is that? I just, well, I just want to play as the Hulk. Yeah, right. we, we tried to play Marvel vs. Capcom on the bar like, last night and it like, takes about five minutes before you get into a fight. It's just like, pick this, pick this. We're just like, oh, I just want to beat him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just want to kick people in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah, on the flip side, like the fact that, you know, in, in Injustice, you just, it's just like, it, also the fact that it's it's, it's not really faithful to the source material. Like they're kind of their own universe and they're yeah. okay with that. They're like, why would Superman and Wonder Woman fight? Well, because he's evil this time because yeah. of the time warps. Yeah. Somebody, somebody just, go, just, just go with it. Just yeah. Just yeah. Go with it. The yeah. When he died, he came back as like seven different Supermen yeah. and one of them was like a green <laughs> ghost and one was a cyborg. Just roll with it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. fun. Um, you guys uh, played around with ukulele. Did. Uh, you have a note here that says, don't play ukulele with a hangover because that game is noisy as F-words. Yeah. What's uh, what's up with that? Well, they came they came in to show us uh, like a new build of ukulele. Uh, we just put some gameplay up on the site, actually. It's like, uh, the, what was it called? Casino? Casino, Capital Casino, which is yeah. one of the five worlds. It's kind of like yeah. this casino Las Vegas mm. style yeah. and, uh, environment. So we got to play that and also a bunch of like the mini games. Look, yeah. It's like local, it's like four-player local co-op games in there. Weird. Like, they're really good. Like we've got like three, we did three let's plays that are going up sort of the next couple of weeks. But yeah, we were really hungover when they came in, Oof. and they came in really early. And like, it's nice when people come and show you their games. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I was so hungover, and like we kind of like one of the guys working on it, Andy. Like I used to work with him, so we kind of know each other a little bit. And I was just like, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, like we'd have to play this game with the volume turned really down because it's such a noisy game. Like, everything makes a noise in that game. Like, it's all squeaking and honking. Yeah, and stuff like it's that. like honking. Yeah, as it's it's like, such yeah. a good description. Everything honks to fuck. <laughs> 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 like, everything makes a noise in it. We have like, a weird... I mean, we have a lot of negative stigmas in, in America <laughs> right now, but a big one is that we're all, like, fat, drunk alcoholics. Yeah. You guys talk about booze, like, every four seconds. Yeah. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Have you seen some of the videos we've made on IGN where we're literally drunk on them? Have yeah. you seen those videos? Have you seen literally? Yeah, I, <laughs> I had to edit them and it was the hardest. We did a, we, we did we a series called... Um, Drunken Master. Yeah, for Street Fighter we did a thing called Drunken Master which was basically us getting hammered uh-huh. playing Street Fighter 5's new story mode and then like drunk history style trying to tell the story of oh, what happened man. in it. And it's just like... 
it, what happens in those I games? I couldn't even listen to that. Anyway, um, exactly, yeah. So us getting hammered and then trying to do it was just like... So do you guys have a the sort of like a, a connection to the old 3D platforming games? of Yeah, like, like Grab, like, Grab by the Ghoulies is one of my favourite ever games. Really? Like, that yeah. one? I loved Grab by the Ghoulies. Oh, everybody says like, that. Yeah. That one comes yeah. out. Yeah, no, nobody liked Grab by the Ghoulies. I well, fucking loved it. I think, so here's the thing with, with that game. It was part of that rare partnership with Xbox and yeah. it was like when, when they first got moved over there, I think a lot of people were upset uh, and like had that been one game in between or sort of a footnote in between the rest of the amazing 3D platforms and yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. different story than what we got which was basically avatars and, and you know connect sports yeah. but um, this one looks cool and it's coming to PS4 and I think it's you know we talk about 3D platformers a lot on the show because yeah. it's just our it's our well, age. Was my favorite genre when I was growing up yeah, like, yeah. we grew up in the era where the, a lot of those games existed and a lot yeah. of like it was the thing that you like, I mean, I've had so many versions like Looney Tunes platformers yeah. and it was like it's kind of cool that they're coming back and it's nice that this one has been made by the people who worked on all of those games yeah. like mm-hmm. this is made by the people who made Banjo and they left yeah. play to- um, left Rare because that kind of game wasn't being made there anymore. yeah and they got they got David Wise to do the music yeah. like they, they got the band back together on this like quite literally we did a, um, we, we did a bunch of interviews with them when they first sort of made the studio yeah. and it was this amazing moment like, I don't think we actually used it because oh. like but this is like everyone who's on it is like, kind of like northern so they're really sort of like deadpan really like softly spoken and there's this one guy, he was basically like, he's the designer on all of it. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a hilarious guy. And he was just like, the interview was so oh, boring. No. So this guy is the guy, guy who did yeah. the character design for ukulele. And yeah. he also did the character designs for the modern Kong family. Yeah, he invented like, the modern Diddy Kong, Kong family. And yeah. Cranky Kong. Like, oh, wow. He, those yeah. character designs that you now use are his. The modern yeah. Kong family. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> how he's like, thing. we have to reinvent all this one. <laughs> but, so we were, we were just like sort of talking to him and it was just such a, bo- like, because he's a really boring guy. I don't think you yeah. mind us saying that, like, because he's just a normal dude. Well, because um, he puts all his energy into making colorful exactly, like, yeah. monkeys yeah. wearing neckties and stuff. But he's just like, dead, but so we're like, so what were you doing at Ray? And he was just like, I was designing t-shirts. He was literally making the t-shirts in Connect Sports. And he was just like, and uh, I realized I didn't, I didn't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> anymore. So yeah. I wanted to make a, I to draw a, a, bat a game. And a chameleon. <laughs> so what's cool about this game that I think if you, if you haven't played a 3d platformer in a long time, you probably forget that this is their, it, their base. It's basically like, a sandbox game with five sandboxes. This is yeah. not really like a sort of like level based. Uh, no, it's not like, at all. Yeah, you walk into a world and you're like, I don't really know where to start. I think that's yeah. the thing. I think there's a big emphasis on the player to make their fun. Like, yeah. oh, do you want to go do this over here, or do you want to yeah. find this? And I think it's very much dependent on the player to kind of sure. stitch that together and have the best time. Yeah, um, I'd be really interested to see like how kids react to it as well because yeah. like my nephew's getting really into video games now yeah. and he's never played that kind of game before. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he'd be attracted to it, I don't know what he'd really make of it. It's yeah, it's, it's, we grew up and we were like we grew up with conditions, stuff like, that, right? like yeah. you know how this stuff works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think like you get it a little bit with like stuff like Jack and Daxter and, and Sly Cooper and stuff like that. But the moment to moment being like, I'm not necessarily doing the same thing in varying degrees. Like one second I'm trying to collect all the puzzle pieces on a slide, yeah. and the next second I'm in a weird time sequence where I'm trapped inside of an arcade cabinet. Yeah, and after that, like it's a music rhythm game. Like you're not really playing the same thing over and over. Yeah, so. I think this game's strength will depend on how well it's able to do all those things individually. And yeah. I think it knows what it's doing. Like, it throws all the stuff that you'd love in there. There's like a minecart section. Yeah. And mm-hmm. right at the end of the footage that you can watch on IGN, um, ukulele, like the characters transform into a helicopter. Yeah. So they actually go on this like body transformation. And the person that gives it's them this weird. transformation is a woman that has spliced herself with a, like a squid. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like horribly deformed. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds terrifying. Um, she's actually quite pretty. She's quite pretty. Or a horribly deformed squid lady. You guys yeah. are very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to see a, like a David Cronenberg ukulele movie now. Yeah. He like split down the middle squid or like bottom squid? Like uh, Bottom squid, top lady. And she's got, okay. got tentacles coming off her chin. Oh, and that, and if, that put you off. And her head's yeah, in a fishbowl and there's a fish in the bowl. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds, that's a deal breaker for yeah. me. Because you can't it, do kissing. Is it like <laughs> a health <laughs> thing or like, no, a, like in a, the fish a fashion bowl. thing? Well, she seems to be having a good time. Okay. Good. Maybe, yeah. So are, are you are you guys into this? Are you? I mean, not the, the squid lady, the video <laughs> game. Uh, I, th- I think I am. It's just, it's very noisy. Yeah. Um, it's just not when you're... And he's hung over a lot. Yeah. So, never show the way meat. There's a Micro Machine style minigame in it that we played. Really? really like that. That was good. It was like um, little cars driving around? Yeah, you're oh, cars. Cool. You're driving cars. Ooh. There's a whole like multiplayer section because there's a character yeah. in the game who owns an arcade. Rextro. And you can go... Rextro? Yeah. yeah. It's like a dinosaur. Nice. Rextro's retro arcade games. That's what his job is. <laughs> yeah. Generally, yeah, it sounds like I'm making shit up. Yeah, I saw yeah. in the PSX demo there was just this giant arcade cabinet, and they're like, "You can't go there yet. We're not done." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, like a hub for. But you'll get there. Yeah, it's like, ooh, that sounds cool. Awesome. Good stuff. I like it when the animals hang out together and turn into different flying objects. <laughs> uh, so, real quick before yes. we before we depart, uh, Mike Lee says, "Hey, gang, I was one of the five people that bought and played Rise of the Tomb Raider on the PS4. Do you have any suggestions for a quick palate cleanser between Tomb Raider and Horizon Zero Dawn?" Or he said, no, Don, stop asking. I like that. Um, yeah, these games are kind of like similar in, in style. you got that kind of yeah. open world survival approach. Um, I mean, I'm assuming he's played the Uncharted games. Yeah, I mean. I hope. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the like go-to. Uncharted? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, in terms of stuff that's coming out, this is uh, this year is already off to like a stupidly good start for mm-hmm. games. Uh I don't know. We've got a, we got a little, a little bit of time to kill. What's what are you guys what are you guys playing? Um, right I, we've been playing a lot of Resident Evil Seven. Like yeah, me yeah. and Gav went to Japan to the studio that made it just before Christmas. Yeah. Um. So we've like been exposed to that game for a long period of time. Yeah. But actually playing it and because we play, you guys both played it. Yeah. Yeah. I played it. It was too scary. So scary. Yeah, yeah, we I just, played I just the first it. four hours in Japan, and ever since we played that, we were like, I just want to play more. Yeah, yeah. And so we kind of both been rushing through that recently. We've played that several times. I'm nuts deep into Stardew Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I just started that a couple of weeks ago. Good night. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> it's um, it it doesn't tell you anything when yeah. you start, and you're just kind of like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Like, I kept getting lost on the way back from town. I go to the yep. bar, the bar, speak to the lady in the bar, because she's going to be my wife. Yeah. Like, definitely the girl with the blue hair, Cindy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her. Are, we still, are we still talking about gaming? <laughs> um, but he's yeah. already cheating on the squid lady yeah. with the bar. With like the bar when you, you say you're, uh, you're nuts deep in that yeah. game, can you like grow nuts in that game? You can grow lots. That's what you Grow lots of stuff. Yeah. I'm. I've been planting this mixed seed stuff and i'm pretty sure it's weed max if you're trying to grow pear it's gonna take a lot more than that (laughs) 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 gotta get the pear seeds but it's basically like animal crossing but it's been made by adults so yeah it's actually quite funny like it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on are you suggesting animal crossing was made (laughs) by children it was Incredible. Is that illegal? Like, I think that's illegal. Um, we're gonna have to de- different laws in Japan, mate. Different yeah. laws. So. <laughs> that's why the mobile games got delayed. Yeah. The kids grew up and they had to get yeah, new ones. Get new kids. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, like it's been made for not just children. Uh, yep. It's been made for adults. So there's like stories and stuff going on. Like there's one lady yesterday. She was really sad. Like her husband's gone off to war. 
Like, you don't get that shit in Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also um, Justin Davis, who works here, was telling me about there's, like, two characters that always, like, go into a house at the same time. And he's like, right. are they having an affair? Like, it's what's going on in this game? This is not what I thought this game was yeah. at all. Yeah. It's very, apparently, there's, like, a huge dungeon in that game with, like, what? 40. Like, there's a lot of deep stuff in that game. It's very odd. Yeah. Um, not what you'd expect. I'm, I'm really hoping it comes to Vita or something portable or this, well, you know. This is the thing. We were, I thought, like, on the way, coming to the airport, I was like, man, that game needs to be on the Vita. And yeah. you said it was. But then I looked for it, and I don't think it is. I think I think, no. they're, I think they're porting it. Oh. But it's not it needs perfect. to be on Vita. All, that like, entire yeah. game, everything top to bottom was made by one person. Yeah. Music, sound, graphics. said if it's coming to Switch. Yes, it is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. that's good as well. Yeah. So, awesome. Cool. You can play it on your Switch for three hours, and then when it dies, you can you know, switch yeah. play it back, back <laughs> again, which will die in three hours. Looking forward yeah. to the Twitter comments <laughs> about that. Anyway, we got to wrap things up because they're. Uh, I think they're bringing animals in here to do a small pet uh, a pet show. Yeah, we're doing real life the, Animal Crossing life right animal in here crossing. today. <laughs> um, I pitched that video four years ago. They still they said no. Yeah. I wanted to go in a furniture store and get a bunch of uh, raccoons and put clothes on them. I love when you pitch stuff in meetings like that, and then sometimes it does happen. Like we had a meeting where yeah. we we're like, "Oh, can we recreate the Last Guardian trailer with a pug?" And they were like, "That'll never happen." And then they were like, "You've got to make this now." And we we're like, "Oh God, shit!" <laughs> well, yeah, you guys made that video. Yeah, yeah we actually. That's right. That pug yeah. was five hundred pounds for a day. Yeah. Really? really? And it clocked off early. Yeah, but that's only like five American dollars, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage. Uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, that boss in Dark Souls that has the big, the dog, the wolf that he hangs out with? Uh, Sif. Sif. Yeah. So we got this that giant statue. We were. I don't know. He's a friends of the wolf yeah. or whatever. I have a little, little pomeranian, and we, and we were going to do an unboxing with the, this uh, giant statue. And they're like, "Can we make the, the your dog carry the sword around?" I was like, "I don't. Yeah, sure." And then I was like, "I was like looking at my calendar. And I'm like, so when are we shooting this? When do I need to bring the dog in for his for his close up?" And they're like, "Oh, we already shot it." And I was like. We nice. Come on, guys. We we cast the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you hire? Did you hire a dog? Um, that's true. I have an email thread where we're making casting decisions about dogs. Yeah. Where I had to like pass on some dogs, like Kilby. Because they were, were like, oh, we can um, make, recreate the trailer with my sister's dog. And I looked at it and was like, nah, nah we need a cute dog. needs to lose, uh, lose some weight. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know who else passes on dogs? It's millions of Americans every day. And you can fix that by heading down to the ASPCA, <laughs> buying all the dogs there, and turning your house into a crazy zone. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I said all that. You can do all those things. Dogs <laughs> love drywall. It's one of their favorite things to eat. What? I don't know. They probably love to eat walls. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Gav Krupa, where can people find you? Um, at Krupa on Twitter. At Camera Gav on Twitter. That means Welsh Gav. I wish I'd never done that. Why? And now you're verified. You could change yeah. it. Oh, now you're nah, verified. Can't, you're can't do it. I mean, I'm proud of being Welsh, but no one knows how to say it. Not as proud as, yeah. as you are of that blue check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you guys, obviously, in addition to Prepare to Try, you've got other stuff in the works? Yeah, we've got more of that. Like, we actually have no idea. <laughs> you've got other stuff? No, just, we're just more of that. Just more, yeah. just more of that, figures, really. Yeah, yeah we're just going to, to be honest, we're just going to milk that for all it's worth. Yeah. Sweet. Um, people were asking also, uh, any plans for Superhero Show and Rebel Base making a comeback? They're, they're dead. Nah. No? We killed yeah. them. The thing is, like, we have very few people in the London office. Yeah, it's only like six So if we're going to do new things, well, we have to stop yeah. doing other things. Even fewer yeah. now because you're in our office. Yeah. yeah. We just left Rory over there. Yeah. And, and we locked the door. So Everything's on now. fire. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, I'm Max Govill on Twitter, and Brian is Agent Bizzle. Um, yeah. Uh, find these guys. Say, say hello to them. And, uh, hey. uh Yeah, that's, that's beyond for this week. And if you want to write us an email... You can do that. It's just beyond at IGN.com. Boom. That's that's the end of the show. The end. It's over. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.